2: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios, on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: Well, good afternoon. It is wonderful to be here together on a Friday. How did it get to be Friday again? We don't know, but we like it. Last hour, don't forget, is order up our one hour per week, last hour of the week, food and restaurant conversation. We'll be telling you a little later what we'll be talking about during that hour. How about Joe Biden? What do you think about this narrative? that is now dominating him it's interesting because it started with the new york times the new york times is the liberal paper of record and it is the newspaper of record for the country it drives what gets covered in the news and when they do a story like they did i think it was last saturday where they talked about how people in the white house are concerned Because he doesn't pick up his feet anymore when he walks, and they're afraid he's going to trip. Like when he's doing an outdoor press conference, and they... Well, inside, too, if you've never been to one, you wouldn't know, but they tape down the tape. I'm sorry, they tape down the the cables so you can't trip on them. They put them right on the floor because you're setting up basically a studio wherever the president stands. And they were concerned that he's going to trip over one of those cables because he doesn't pick his feet up enough to get over a wire, a power cable. And again, I don't think it would be the biggest deal of the world to have a physically incapacitated president if he didn't seem like he was mentally incapacitated or if that it didn't seem that his weakness was also affecting, his physical weakness was also affecting his intellectual abilities or his sharpness on the job you know what i mean i don't think it would be that big a deal not personally as i've said the other day when we were talking about it if if biden believed in the u.s constitution and was pushing that and fighting to protect it i wouldn't be worried about him being unable to walk and if he was fall he could fall all he wanted as long as he can get the message out i'm just biased for leadership in the right direction. And I think his problem with being physically incapacitated, Joe Biden, is that it reflects on the larger feeling of his presidency. He's done nothing right. I, I, I'm not thinking of anything. There must be something he did right. But it seemed actually that he was trying his hardest not to and that's what I have a problem with. And, and the, I think this is why it's creating a, a nightmare for his presidency, and why he's done as president. And Tom was reading an article earlier. I don't know if you saw this. He, was, he heard this. He was reading a column earlier where um, he was. The whole conversation about Biden was along these lines that he, he's a lame duck president. And the power of that thought, of being a lame duck, it means you no longer can run for re-election. Normally happens towards, the, you know, after your re-election in the last couple of years of your presidency, if you serve for a, a full two terms. The lame duck means because you are no longer a, a political player that you don't have influence over political events because everyone's looking past you to get themselves into your office and that just seems where he is he's done as president and he's you know a couple weeks ago he was sending out this uh, these messages that he was there to stay and he was planning on running for reelection and that's all smokescreen designed to just make him seem relevant but the guy's irrelevant how does that help us I don't know I hope it helps us in the gubernatorial race because Ned Lamont I don't know if people realize it yet but Ned Lamont is a lame duck. He's got two grand jury investigations, FBI investigations going on into his government. He's got really nothing in terms of an agenda. But tell me what what is Ned's second term going to consist of? What do you think that is? What did his first term consist of? Anybody have a thought on that? If you were to if you were to encapsulate Ned Lamont's first term, what was it about? 860-522-9842. I'm not coming up with anything. This guy is a complete non-entity who has no interest in leadership and doesn't do it. And he's got nothing to show for his first four years, and now he's asking for a second four. It's remarkable the way we vote. It's remarkable. The excuses we have for pulling the lever for a certain candidate. Remarkable how superficial we are. First off, you've got to decide which party you support. We have we have a lot of callers here who say they're Democrats. And I'm not sure I believe them completely. I, I think what they mean is they're registered Democrats most of the time. But they actually vote. They're freewheeling with their votes. They vote for who they like. And voting for who you like makes no sense to me. They don't have to be likable. That's why I say what I say about Joe Biden. If he believed in the right things, I'd be behind him. If he's going to fight for... Cutting the size of government, which we desperately need at every level. Cutting regulations so the economy can take off again. Those are things we need. Very simple to espouse. And yet, there are people who vote to make government bigger. I never understand that. Never understand it. Anyway, so Biden is in trouble, and that means we're in trouble. Unless he gets in deep enough trouble to drive a whole new story in terms of electoral politics. He fist bumped. That's the big story. He fist bumped the Saudi Arabia uh, crown prince. The good news is you want somebody heroic. If there's a Democrat who should be running for president, it's Joe Manchin. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia led his party and his president through months of tortured talks with nothing to show for it as the planet dangerously heats up. How one senator doomed the Democrats' climate plan. Oh, what a glorious man this guy is. He's the guy. Can you imagine if the second big spending plan the, the $1.8 trillion or whatever it is that didn't get passed. The Build Back Worser plan. Can you imagine if we had that driving inflation on top of all the inflationary other stuff they did? So I've got a bunch of questions for you anyway, though. I, and and uh, I don't want them all to be serious, so they won't all be serious. But... They come off of things I've read about. Um, well, I was going through the New York Times poll the other day. They did a new poll, which caused all kinds of a ruckus because eighteen percent of Americans, I believe it is, think that uh, Joe Biden for, should run for reelection. Eighteen percent. Anyway, is uh, government corrupt or is it rigged? Question for you: Is government corrupt and/or rigged? And, and what do you think of about in how that works? In what way is it corrupt or rigged? I talk about it being rigged all the time, and I talk about it being corrupt. But what do I mean by that? I mean that, that the deals have all been made. Just like if two people were cheating together at a at a poker table, I guess. They'd make a secret deal about how things were going to work. They would send signals. The other players assume they're playing in an honest game. They don't know about the secret deal and they don't know the signals and the plans that the two sides have. So they sit there playing as if there's a legitimate game going on. But things are predetermined. That's where I think we are. Do you agree with that? Do you think our government is corrupt or rigged. 8605 229842.
2: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: Good afternoon to you on a Friday. With so much going on in the world, crazy, crazy world, and uh, politics going on, a lot of crazy, crazy politics. So we'll get our rants going in just a minute, but I want to get a few questions popping around your brain, get some calls going, and see if we can see if we can make some progress on some of these issues. I want to throw one more on the table, though. South Windsor. Did you see the story today in the? current with a developer pursuing two lawsuits to press South Windsor into authorizing a nearly 360,000 square foot warehouse. Nine would-be neighbors of the project have filed motions in both suits to be recognized as interveners so they can continue arguing against it. So there's a fight going on between developers, those who want to build more big things in South Windsor. Warehouses in particular seem to be um, a big thing there. And people want to stop it. So if you have any information on those, share that as well. Ron's calling from Meriden. Hi, Ron. Hey, how are we doing? What's up?
4: Hey, I'm definitely a pro-Stefanowski guy for his coming campaign, but his ads are just not cutting it. And I have suggestion as to what Mr. Stefanowski can do. If you can bring your mind back to 1988 when Bush ran against Dukakis, the thing that got Bush a big jump in the polls over Dukakis was the Willie Horton ads. Are you familiar with those?
3: Sure. Those yeah, are famous it, ads.
4: Exactly. And he could do the exact same thing in Connecticut. Mr. Dukakis was pro-weekend passes, and while Mr. Horton was out on one of these passes, he did some horrible crimes. And we pretty much have the same thing going on in Connecticut with people that they let out repeatedly, repeatedly, over and over and over again, are dangerous felons who go out and victimize people. It wouldn't take too much to just, just dig up a few of the worst of the worst and throw those into an ad and show this is where Lamont stands and this is where Stefanowski stands. That's the type of ad that wins Stefanowski the election because the ads he has right now, again, I'm pro him, are not cutting it.
3: Which ads have you seen of his? I mean, what are you responding to? the?
4: Well, the most recent one is when you were coming to Connecticut, um, it says, Welcome, Ned Lamont, governor. governor. Have you seen yeah, that one? Yeah, you
3: don't like that, Ed? It, it's okay, but it's not powerful enough. Yes, it's but it's way enough. more powerful than his introductory ads.
4: Well, then the other one he had on TV was, you know, the way he was read. My dad said that, you know, you're no better than anyone else and no one else is better than you, but that's not what the politicians think. They think they're better than everyone else. Well, everyone already knows that, Todd. Well,
3: everyone not knows. everybody does
4: everyone knows everybody
3: that here does
4: think they're better than everyone else without question
3: without well maybe account. they do I don't know they, but the uh,
4: you know it and I know
3: it the only thing uh, I would say is that these campaigns tend to uh, start they all start with introductory ads here's the candidate look at what a nice guy he is here's his mother, his father and here's how he got to where he is today and it's designed to build positive feelings about that person it's not yet designed to build negatives about the other person. That comes later. And so that's why I was excited to see the couple of uh, attack ads that he's got running now because they're they're starting to, Put a picture on the truth about Ned Lamont, and I think that's the thing as you're describing. And your your idea, by the way, is wonderful. The idea of yeah, having we, a this strong, is Willie Horton it, style. I would do ad it
4: on great. a graduated basis. I'd pick out a perpetrator who's done wrong, mm-hmm. run that ad, and I'd pick out the next perpetrator that got out when he shouldn't be out, who's done worse. And then near the end of the com- campaign, I would do the worst of the worst. And believe me, there's plenty of them out there to choose from. Well, it's a a fine idea because it puts
3: a face on the policy and it makes it personal.
4: Exactly. That's what he needs to do. He needs to take out Lamont the way Bush took out Dukakis.
3: I like the way you're talking, Ron. If he's got openings on the campaign, I'll recommend it. You know, I tried
4: to get through to him, but all they had was an ad and whatnot. And I figure you're someone who's had contact with him. This is the way he ought to go. Granted, I hear what you're saying. you got to work your way towards...
3: Well, I'm not saying it has to be that way, but that's what they all do. I don't necessarily approve of it, but that's what they do. Ron, thank you so much for the call. Good to hear from you. Paul's in Waterbury. That's where we keep him. Hi, Paul. Hi,
5: Todd. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, a couple things. Ned Lamont and marijuana legalization. I am so against marijuana legalization that my, head, my, my blood boils over the top of my eyeballs about it they don't realize that chronic marijuana use kills drive initiative and motivation i studied this in college it is not a good thing are you suggesting this is
3: a campaign issue do you think are you making a recommendation to bob too
5: well is bob there
3: no but i
5: sent a message to bob by the way about uh the corrupt, the the, the terrible administration at the Southbury train School, and I never got a, I never got an answer. And, and if Bob had answered me, I would love to work on his campaign. But if you know, if you don't reach out to the people, who reach out to you. Then you know, I like what he has to say. But it would have been nice if I had an acknowledgement.
6: And
3: well, somebody on the campaign help sh-
5: us, and I, I'd be right there. I'd be yeah. right there for Bob. But getting back to the marijuana thing. You know, this is... is I feel like Connecticut's turning into Bailey uh, Pottersville. Remember *The uh, Wonderful Life, Todd uh, Pottersville, Bailey's Falls. Are uh, following me? No. That movie? You're not following me? What um, movie is it? That, that, it's Just a Wonderful Life. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen and that in the decades. The evil Potter was taking over the town. They were gonna, It was going to become Pottersville, and they were bringing in all this crap stuff, and And he was, you know, just ruining the the town with immoral stuff. And you know what? I feel like Connecticut's turning into uh, Pottersville. you got the the legal marijuana, which is awful for kids. I tell my daughters, girls, if you want to have a... All right, Paul, I'm
3: putting you down for a vote on uh, a campaign issue against marijuana legalization. Thank you for the call, sir. Have a great weekend. Tom in Litchfield. So we got another topic. What should Bob be running on for governor? Hey, Tom.
7: Hey, man. I'm going to stay off of Bob. Uh, but you, on the South Windsor zoning situation, while I'm a sh- industrial broker from Waterbury, I went to the UConn Greater Hartford Association and SILR conference, and the brokers got into it with the governor that a lot of these properties out around the airports are properly zoned, but the neighbors don't want them. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion is if you want to really hit that issue, you want to have a little debate with a town planner, uh, maybe Mark Duclo from Hartford, who's an SIOR broker and past president of National Industrial, and maybe a neighbor versed in zoning, because that's becoming a hornet's nest that needs to be explained properly.
3: Mark Duclo.
7: Yeah, he's from Century Real Estate in Hartford. He's a past S.I.O.R. president, and he got into it with the governor diplomatically. Yep. about he, he feels that many of these properties around the airport are properly zoned, uh, but that the neighbors don't want them. So the uh, zoning people and the administrations feel pressured because they don't want to lose votes.
3: Well, they should feel pressured, though, shouldn't
0: they?
7: Yeah, yes, they should, but I don't want to be unfair about this because neighbors have rights. You need a town planner, you need somebody like Mark, and somebody who's versed in zoning to, because a lot of these uses are permitted, and sometimes they sue anyway. I can see if they need to go into the Zoning Board of Appeals or there's different issues, but you need something from both sides to really accurately describe the problem, I think.
3: Tom, thank you for the call. We've got to get to a news update, which we'll do right now, and we'll continue the conversation after on WTIC.
2: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: It's WTIC. Thanks for being here. I love these, uh, love these Fridays. Very happy days they are. There's something exciting about the weekend. There is. We're talking about warehouses in South Windsor. Well, the larger idea is when they want to do something to bring business in, which is great. More business, the better, but sometimes the businesses are oversized or the infrastructure in the area can't handle the capacity. And that's problematic for people, impacts lifestyles, standards of living, stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? 8605229842. Bob calling from Enfield. Hi, Bob.
6: How are you doing? Uh, Warehouses, I've been following it in Enfield. We've had a lot of backlash from the public. But the public doesn't seem to understand uh, it's all zoned industrial. Uh, a lot of times there'll they'll be a, a housing project right through an industrial area, and then they feel that it's not right for, for them to put up a warehouse. Uh, and it, it, some of their objections, one of them is, well, the trucks will be idling off. Well, state law says you can't idle trucks and every uh, shipping and receiving i go to there's signs: no idling allowed and it's enforced or, or else you're not going to get your goods are you cars. a trucker no i'm a courier okay so yeah i do the but same what, thing
3: what is the what are the rights of people under the law if they they're simply a lot of people whose lifestyles will be negatively impacted they believe by having certain construction happen
6: the property owner has, has more rights than the uh, than the abut- abutting people because if it's zone industrial uh, industrial uh, building is is allowed that's that's their right because they own that they own.
3: Yeah, but property. they still have hearings for a reason, and I'm wondering what the rights are for abutters to say we we don't mind industrial development. We understand that's the zoning, but this is over the top.
6: Well, they, they put up berms, they put up fences. Uh, there's, there's so many feet from the property line. Uh, they, uh, their objection is there's too many, uh, uh, wells uh, for for trucks. Uh, they want to know who's going to be the, uh, the, the people that are going to be using the warehouse. But a lot of times this is all speculation. Investors are putting these up because eventually, uh, Many of these manufacturers need warehouses in different parts of the country to supply
3: their stores. Uh, so, Yeah, well, you've got dueling interest, and, and uh, the question is, we'll have to find out what the law is. Thank you, Bob, for the call. So that's the, uh, that's the warehouse story from South Windsor. That's what we're trying to resolve. If you have knowledge on that, please call. Also, topic for discussion being discussed is we've had some people call and say what they think Bob Stefanowski should be running for ads. Any thoughts on that? Any ad ideas or advice for his campaign? And New York Times, Americans believe, a a surprising amount of Americans believe that our government and our politics are rigged, that the system is rigged. Are you on that path? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Bob in Newington. Hi, Bob.
5: Hey, how are you? What's hey, up? Hey, I was talking about. Uh, well, I can talk about any uh, uh, topic, but you know the advertisements. You know, somebody had gone on that with uh, earlier with Bob Stefanowski and stuff. And here's my question: Is why after a political person? You know, guy who's running for office says, I approve this message. <laughs> you know, I'm, say, Bob Stefanowski, and I approve this message. Why is that needed? You know? Do you, well, why do you, you think? You tell me that?
3: Yeah, but, but take a guess. Why would everybody spending money for precious airtime say something that's completely unnecessary at the end of the ad?
5: You know, I, what are they going to say? Sue?
3: later it's required by law who wrote that stupid law all the same stupid people wrote the same stupid laws (laughs) It's campaign finance law you know the thing is is if i was bob stefanowski
5: running for governor what i would do is after especially if i'm the one who is giving the talk you know or, or giving the message out there i would say i'm bob stefanowski and this is my message?
3: You have to say I approve this message. Then you can say that.
5: Instead of approving it, this is my message.
3: Well, you're required to say I approve this message. But I but here's care. the
5: thing: I would do it. I would do it the way I want to do it anyway.
3: And let and them sue you. They,
5: what are they going to do? Find me? Take yes, away they'll find you.
3: They'll find you. Yes. But but We're, it might make a good story. Might be worth it. I think it would be worth it. You know. You know, why
5: is there a law on how you advertise?
3: Well, because, I mean, the state of Connecticut has a completely regulated electoral system where most of the people running for office are, are using government money.
5: Exactly. And, uh, again, that's uh, another reason why on your other topic as far as the government being
3: corrupt, uh, Yep.
5: What do I? What rigged. was the term? It's rigged.
3: Rigged. It is yes.
5: Rigged. And because everybody who gets in office, I don't care what background they come from, they become wealthy. Why is that?
3: Well, you know, in Connecticut, if you're going to run for governor, you have to be wealthy. Why well, is that's that? True too. <laughs> Why is that? That's because of the that's because of the laws they made for public funding. How ironic is that? Uh, yes.
5: Yes. So, anyway. Bob, thank you for the oh. call. Good to
3: hear from you. It, isn't that amazing? Well, either, Rich, or it's the incumbent protection plan for people in the legislature, because if you've been in a certain amount of time, it's easy for you to raise the small money donations, and then you can collect the money for the general election campaign. Crazy system, crazy, because it. but it enhances government power, so that's why they do it. Mike in Plainville, what's up?
8: I'll tell you what. I If I had enough money to run ads, first of all, they'd be lengthy ads. And you'd have to take a five-minute infomercial in between from the, the list I would come up with of this administration currently that's just messed up. Just, just ruin the state.
3: Well, that is a that is a fair assessment of Jolly Ned.
8: Millions and you bring up the two words rigged and corrupt. I think they run very close, but I think rigged you can rig something uh, for a positive means, whereas corruption is pretty much just. From the start is unethical. Well you can
3: or, uh, rig, well actually everything is rigged for positive things, but it's positive things for certain people and the the point of democratic systems is to be to be the people deciding so that nobody's rigging. So there's no good rigging in our you've system. Been around, because our-
8: you've been around long enough and so have I that we know how it works with the lobbyists and the people the corporations with the millions of dollars. And it still goes on. People bring in suitcases full of money, and they pay off these people. It hasn't changed in fifty or sixty years. It's still done the same way.
3: Well, there you have it, Mike. Thank you for the call. Have a good weekend. It's good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Shall we get a little uh, ranting going too? Keep the calls coming, but I want to play some rants. Let
2: me start this by saying I. I I'm a very tolerant person. Live your life the way you want to live. As long as it's legal, nobody gets hurt, it's moral, you're an upstanding citizen in our community, and your interests don't affect mine. That being said, on the surface, the search that I did, 3.9% of Connecticut's population is LGBTQ, whatever. So here we are. We got June as being Pride Month. Beautiful. whole month. Now the yard goats are having Pride Night in July. The Bristol Blues baseball team is having Pride Night, too. I'm a veteran. I'm a father. I got Father's Day. Veterans Day. Mothers get Mother's Day. What the hell is going on that we are celebrating 3.9% of the population like they're the heroes of this of this empire? There's no freaking way I'm getting pissed. And I know I'm going to lose a lot of friends, but I don't care. It makes no sense. And I'm only calling you guys because I can rant and...
3: Well, that's the idea. You're supposed to use the rant line just like that. Eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. That's the rant line number. When you feel that level of frustration where you think it might impact your, your attitude at the dinner table. And, you know, just do a quick rant first. You'll be better off. You'll be better off. Can't, you can't carry that stuff around with you. And the, the purpose of our system, remind yourself. Wait, what time is it? Do we need, yeah, we do. We need to take a break. All right, uh, so we've got a few questions on the table. Warehouses in South Windsor, this development going on, big development. I mean, they're talking about they're talking about a warehouse with dozens of um, docks on it. So you're talking about dozens of trucks lining up, a lot of traffic, a lot of noise. If you're a neighbor, you object if you're a business person, you object to the objection. But who's right? Also. Commercials. Everybody's got ideas for commercials for Bob, so let's get them out there. Is government a rigged system? Let us know your opinion, please, right here on WTIC.
2: Back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: More rants coming your way right now on WTIC. I just want to tell you quick about this corrupt and rigged system. Concern is that is that how you feel about the government? Because it's polling it's polling very big. The idea that the government is corrupt. of Republican respondents, 73% of Republicans say they think the U.S. government is corrupt and rigged against them, while 51% of liberals agree with that, very liberals, as a matter of fact. 78% of Democratic respondents said in the poll they believe U.S. elections are fair and accurate, while 51% of independents and only a third of Republicans say they think the elections are fair and accurate. Your thoughts on those numbers? or Do those numbers alarm you, please you? What do you think? 860
9: uh, 522 This is Senator John Kennedy from the state of Louisiana. I got several calls from my constituents telling me that their relatives in Connecticut are so unhappy with their Democrat representatives. They asked me to specifically speak to your two Connecticut senators, as they referred to them as the Less twins, useless and hopeless. I refuse to do that, as lipstick on both ends of a pig still smells like pork. Thank you for all you do, and Godspeed to a red wave.
3: That's an imitation of...
9: Uh, this is Senator John Kennedy from the state of Louisiana.
3: John Kennedy. The southern drawl is pretty good there.
10: Uh, today we're going to rant about the city of Hartford. The YMCA building located across the street from the Carroll, so and park. They thought it would be smart to throw all those people that used to use that as a shelter out of the downtown so the people in the business buildings in the park wouldn't have to see homeless people. And there it Another building, 20 years sitting alone. What a great idea. Now, now they want to get rid of the airport, throw the airport out so they can have, you know, this huge entertainment chair that uh... Mr. DeVello wants down there. Now let's go look at the ballpark. We get rid of the contractor. Now this contractor that we got rid of wants to get back in and be the developer. And they're going to end up on a ton of money because they unjustly fired him. They hit evidence. So. What a wonderful city we live in. It's empty. Walking around downtown today, it's like a ghost town. There's nothing going on.
3: Well, that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. It should be bustling. What a gorgeous, well, I don't know when exactly you called that in.
5: Just when you think things got slack, Lamont's minions have launched an attack. They claim to reveal Bob's shady loan deal. Seth had better fight back.
3: Oh, that ad is ridiculous. That ad is exactly the stuff that didn't work against Bob 4 years ago. Weak. I can I'm amazed at Ned Lamont that the uh and and the his his democratic um, cuz that's run by the Democratic Governors Association. I can't believe that they haven't prepared for this campaign and don't have Newer, stronger stuff they want to run against Bob that's the cheap junk I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't worry about that
9: hey Todd what I want to know is why can't someone make a car that has a good a m signal
5: that's just bothering me throwing it out there
3: oh is it that's a wonderful that is a wonderful comment the um the AM radios, they pay no attention to in a lot of cars. You know, the manufacturers just don't care. Because AM isn't the big thing anymore. It's only stations like WTIC that have been what they call legacy stations and providing programming, meaningful programming to the community for for decades, really get the big numbers now like we do. That, that you know, numbers of people listening. So it's, it's an interesting thing that, they don't, but it's a problem. In my, I I drive a uh, a little SUV, not little, but you know, smaller side SUV. That's a Volkswagen, and uh, and I bought it because I know this guy who wholesales cars, and he grabbed one for me at a at an auction, and, you know, so I didn't really have time to look into it and see what it was like, but but the uh, the AM radio is terrible on it. So I, I'm with you, but I just listen on the Odyssey app. That's why, that's why the Lord gave us the Internet, and Odyssey gave us the Odyssey app. So you, you have that app on your phone, and you can just listen wherever, wherever you are, and you get studio quality, beautiful quality. It's cool. That's where we are now.
5: Hey Todd, I know for a fact in East Hartford you will get a letter from the town if your grass is taller than 9 inches in the front yard. It's called the grass police. Goodbye.
3: The grass police. Why are they why are they doing this? I thought these people wanted to save the planet. You don't support cutting your grass if it's 9 inches? No, no. I I want it to go uh I'm with the greenies on this. I want wild yards and nobody running sprinklers. There's some unbelievable amount of water used every day across America to, uh, just for people to make their lawns grow nice. Who needs that?